0: The FF Educator here with the 2024 Running Back Class Preview episode. I am excited to jump into this class, help you get an idea... Of the value of the running backs here because I think it can be a really exciting class, despite the fact that no, there is not a Bijan Robinson within it. I'm going to break down nine prospects that I've completed summer scouting reports on, and then I'm going to give you an idea of those guys, their value in the context of uh, some recent past running back classes as well as the overall dynasty landscape because that's what we're doing here year round on the Rookie Big Board. We're breaking down rookie value and I'm helping you translate it here to dynasty value, understand the dynasty trades you're making, whether you're playing Devi and need to know about these guys now or whether you're just considering what the value of your 2024 first round pick is here. This episode will absolutely help you do that. If you want to get more insight and analysis, get access to the full summer scouting reports the rookie big board discord the full rookie big board rankings themselves head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board now is a great time to get in on the action start this episode by talking about a group of four running backs here, because I think all four of these guys have a legitimate shot of ending up being the running back one. And if you had any of these guys listed as your running back one in your rankings right now, I think it would be totally understandable. And these are four names that you are definitely going to want to pay attention to as you're flipping through the channels on a Saturday trying to figure out which offense you want to watch, right? So let's go ahead and start with the Michigan running back Donovan Edwards 60202 I'm a little bit above consensus folks technically Donovan Edwards is the running back one on the rookie big board right now just slightly ahead of the next running back we'll talk about here but I don't know that there's anybody with Donovan Edwards as running back one and I'm not promising he's going to stay there throughout the process but as of right now in july donovan edwards running back one let me tell you why i think he's a well rounded running back prospect and what i loved is at the end of the 2022 season he proved that he could be a lead back now if you're not familiar with the way that the michigan offense works it's a split backfield between blake Corum, who we'll talk about a little bit later and donovan edwards which for the most part has been blake Corum getting the majority of those touches now Blake Corum went down with injury, and Donovan Edwards finished out the season. So the question was, is this former five-star running back Donovan Edwards hyper-efficient as an athlete, or can he be that lead back? And let me tell you folks what he did. Against Ohio State, 22 attempts, 216 yards, 2 touchdowns, 9.8 yards per carry against Ohio State. Against Purdue in the Big Ten Championship game, 25 carries, 185 yards, and a touchdown, 7.4 yards per carry in the Big Ten Championship. In the college football playoff semifinals, 23 attempts, 119 yards against TCU. Donovan Edwards proved on the biggest of stages he could be that dude. He pops off the line of scrimmage. He shows that ability to get to the second level of the field consistently. I love Edwards's. Ability to attack open gaps. He has an effortless running style. He explodes through space. He shakes defenders with smooth cuts. Edwards is quick to the edge and can turn upfield sharply. He accelerates well moving downfield and if you give him even the slightest angle he is going to outrun Big Ten defensive backs. Now, if you're just hearing about Edwards from the past, you know, before this past season, you might have heard him profiled as a pass-catching back because he does play that complementary role well. But I want to emphasize that he, although he can contribute to the passing game with reliable hands, with good ball-tracking ability, and with the ability to gain yards after the catch, he is more than a complementary back. He's more than a pass-catching back. He attacks the A-gap. He works well off the tackle. He's decisive. He has a lot of traits that I really like. So Donovan Edwards is going to be a player that I have a close eye on this year, and I think NFL front offices will be doing the same. Now, a more traditional running back one at this point, and again, just to emphasize here, same exact rookie big board rating uh, as Donovan Edwards for me is Raheem Sanders, Raheem Rocket Sanders out of Arkansas. Now, 6'2", 225, he's got that prototypical size that the NFL is going to love to see. And he's going to complement that with some great production for the Arkansas Razorbacks. I want to emphasize, folks, he was the Arkansas offense last year, although K.J. Jefferson was great in his own right. The tempo of that Razorbacks offense really ran through Rocky and Rocket Sanders. Now, I mentioned it you know his nickname is rocket where does he get that from i think it's his burst off the line of scrimmage and his ability to attack gaps all right like a rocket just breaking through the ozone that's him breaking through into the second level of the field i love his lower body strength it holds up very well against sec front sevens he consistently displays contact balance i love that from a runner especially of his size contact balance not just strength folks contact balance defenders struggle to wrap him up they to to bring him down on first contact he has quick sharp cuts that allow him to change direction and turn upfield quickly he isn't a burner he isn't a super athlete but he can get to the edge and he can make guys miss in a phone booth right he accelerates well for his size and he does display long speed all right when he's given space and ability to get going through the second level of the field he's going to be able to get that momentum and and gain a big chunk of yards moving downfield For me, Sanders is a versatile runner. I see him working well through all three gaps, although, in particular, I love him working in the B gap and off tackle. And he can be a good extension of the passing game when targeted. All right, he shows reliable hands, he shows the ability to gain yards after the catch. He's not going to have super productive numbers through the passing game, but that's just not the scheme. That he's going to be asked to produce within so i really like rocket sanders uh, as well now the next guy here in this tier of guys who could end up being the running back one is going to be braylon allen out of wisconsin 6'2", 238, again, another prototypical back. And can I just say, folks, before we even get into the tape, 6'2", 238, he carries that 238 very well. Like, that is a caught-up 238 if you're watching his tape. All right, Allen, he's a powerful and productive running back. You know he's going to have a home in an NFL offense. You look over his first two years at Wisconsin, true freshman, true sophomore, back-to-back 1,000-plus-yard seasons. Folks, As a true freshman, he was 17 years old. If he declares for the draft this year, he will be drafted without being able to legally drink a beer. Okay, he will be sub 21 years old, and so having that size and that production with that age combination, that's really exciting. Now, if you're familiar with the Wisconsin offense, it's a smash attack; it's a run-based offense. At least that's how it always has been. Now this year, they're transferring to have some air raid concepts involved as well. Now they're not moving away from the running game, but this is what's really great. It's going to show the ability for Braylon Allen to perform in an air raid scheme as. well as a traditional pro style scheme right and that's going to open him up to more nfl draft boards So let's talk about his tape. Why am I so excited about him? Well, Braylon Allen, he's a patient back that sees space well between the tackles. Now, when you're 6'2", 238 and you're a power back, I need you to be able to see space well between the tackles. That vision is so crucial to being able to translate to the next level, and Braylon Allen absolutely does that. He reads his blocks well. He anticipates where defenders are going to be. Folks, when I'm giving compliments on a running back's vision, you know that I'm going to double down on that through the draft process because that is huge for me. You can't teach vision when going from the college to the NFL level. He shows the ability to make defenders miss in a phone booth and can't shake defenders inside the tackles. I think he runs really well off tackle. He's not gonna accelerate past defenders necessarily, uh, long downfield, but he can burst through the second level of the field. And he's somebody who is just going to be able to reliably get five to seven yards per carry, right? And for an NFL offense, do not underestimate how valuable that is. Knowing that if you hand the ball off on first down, he's going to get you to second and six or second and seven instead of second and 12. That is huge for an NFL offense. I think he displays really sneaky lateral agility. He's got shifty footwork, and I don't think he gets the credit for that. Now, his power holds up through Big Ten defenders, which is impressive. He pushes piles. He scraps for the end of plays, and he's tenacious. He's not afraid to lower his shoulder to take on a Big Ten linebacker, all right? Great contact balance for Braylon Allen consistently throughout his tape. They're not going to bring him down if unless they get him head up and probably with somebody helping him. It's hard to bring down Braylon Allen. And now the last guy that I'm going to mention here in this potential running back one in the class here is somebody who, you know, for a lot of folks, myself included, was just kind of the natural running back one heading into this summer, and that's going to be Travion Henderson. Henderson was the top running back recruit in this class a five-star recruit, went to Ohio State, produced at a high level as a true freshman, and then struggled a little bit as a true sophomore in 2022. Now, it was reported he had a foot injury. He wasn't really healthy. He was battling through that. So I do think we're going to get better tape from Travion Henderson in 2023. And by no means do I have a bad evaluation on him. He just does find himself at the bottom of this tier. Again, the tier of running backs that can be running back one overall. So what do I like about Travion Henderson? Five ten two ten 10 again, running back for Ohio State. He's a well-rounded runner. I think he's effective when he gets into space, especially through the B-gap, especially off tackle. I think he can pop off that line of scrimmage, shoot through the second level of the field. He has an effective downhill running ability. He builds momentum really quickly. It allows him to accelerate past linebackers. He attacks through the end of runs. Another player whose strength holds up against the Big Ten defenders. And there's examples of him laying truck sticks on linebackers, all right? He's got good lower body strength and he's willing to lower his body and take on a defender to get a few extra yards or get, you know, if it's an inside run, you know, a smash run, he can, you know, scrap out those two yards when they need it on third and one, right? He has a good anchor, and he picks up blitzing assignments well in pass protection. That gives him three-down back ability, which is always valuable for an NFL offense. So here's the good news, folks. Right, I just read off four running backs that I think could be really good. And what's exciting, what we haven't seen necessarily over the last couple years with running backs – all right, 6'2", 225 Raheem Sanders, 6'2", 238 Braylon Allen, 5'10", 210. I bet Henderson's closer to 5'10", 220 by the time we get to the draft. And even Donovan Edwards at six zero We're not worried about weight, folks. We're not worried about size, which sometimes we are with some of these top running backs, right? Like Devon Achain ended up being the running back three for me in the 2023 class. And that was a huge size concern. So the fact that not only do we have four guys who I think legitimately have the talent, There are also guys that are doing it with with a big profile, with a good size profile, and against SEC and Big Ten competition. That should excite you a lot about the potential of this running back class. Now, there's three more running backs here that I want to get into that I'm excited about, and two other guys that I'm watching closely here, but we'll call them all in this sub-second tier. All right, next up here is going to be Will Shipley out of Clemson. I'm one of the yeah, I don't know, top members, I guess, of the Will Shipley fan club, all right, I'm a big fan of him, I have been for a little while, I've been stashing up my Debbie shares of him, And I think he's a really well-rounded running back. I think his skill set can be valuable to an NFL offense, especially his pass-catching upside, right? And whenever you hear pass-catching upside, and I didn't list a super small frame, 5'11", 200, that should definitely perk up the ears of all fantasy football managers. So let's talk about Chipley's running style. It's his scrappy one-cut running style, all right? He builds speed quickly off the snap and he will shoot through that first level of the field. I like his patience, I like his decisiveness and he will pounce on open space when presented to him. Now Shipley isn't physically dominating but he is an aggressive runner and his strength does hold up against ACC defenders which are not at the caliber of SEC or Big Ten defenders but still his strength holds up which is important. He battles through tackles to find extra yards at the end of the play and he can accelerate well through the second level of the field despite the fact that I don't think he has true long speed. Now, Shipley's dynamic playmaking ability does come from that pass catching skill set. He's a reliable target out of the backfield and lines up out wide for Clemson at times as well. So if you weren't keeping a sharp eye, you might be looking for him on the backfield, but he's actually resembling a wide receiver. When passing or when catching the ball, I should say, he has great ball tracking ability, reliable hands. He shows the ability to make catches through contact, and in traffic, and that is not a trait that you're going to see from a running back very often. He consistently gains yards after the catch, and when Clemson needed to convert a third down, you're going to see them turn to Will Shipley, and I want to emphasize that. Will Shipley has been the backbone of the Clemson offense, all right? So Will Shipley gets onto campus as a true freshman in 2022, And he kind of has an injury to start because he has a lot of hype, right? And he doesn't necessarily win the job outright out of camp, although he's kind of the, you know, heir apparent to the running back one role, if you want to use that phrase, but he has an injury to start the season. So he doesn't get on the field right away as soon as he gets on the field mid-season in a struggling DJ Uolongole offense Will Shipley is the spark in that offense. He carries the Clemson offense through the end of the season. It's enough so that next year they're bringing back pretty much the same offense in 2022 and again, struggling with DJU. But if you watch Clemson tape, if you watch Clemson live games, look at when they're struggling. Look at when they're looking for a boost of production. Look at third down. Will Shipley is the dude that they turn to, and I know NFL front offices care about that, and you should too because I think it shows the, the, the faith that they have in him, and I also think it shows that Will Shipley probably has more in him if they were facing defenses that weren't expecting him to run the ball most of the time because they just could not pass the ball here's the good news dju out he's at oregon state now Cade klubnik more of a traditional passing quarterback it should spread the field a little bit it should open things up and i think we could see a massive jump in production for will shipley some folks might be surprised i will not and you will not because you're doing the research and you're ahead of your league mates listening to the rookie big board next up here five eleven, two oh eight. 208 Devin Neal running back out of Kansas. Now, Devin Neal is another guy that I've been stashing up on the low in my campus to Canton and Devi leagues, and I am glad because, you know, you don't get the chance to actually sit down and watch the tape on these guys. At least for me, I don't always get the chance to do that unless they're big-name Devi guys, right, or they're, they're you know, in the incoming class. So I've been stashing up on Devin Neal just from live watch, and when I put him under the microscope, he fit. He held up. I think he perfectly fits the criteria of what we would call a potential draft riser. Because he's going to combine impressive tape with size and recruiting profile. Now, he may fly under the radar because he's playing in Kansas. But I would argue that his ability to produce behind that Kansas offensive line is going to be even more appealing to nfl front offices so again your league mates might be surprised about Devin neal but i think he's a guy at the nfl level that can be a legitimate 200 250 touch running back you should not be surprised when you watch his tape you're gonna see that he's a smooth runner that gets off the line of scrimmage well he navigates around the field with ease. he's quick to the edge he consistently beats linebackers to the edge with time to turn upfield. He beats defenders inside the tackles with clean cuts. He's got a nasty jump step and he's got nice footwork. All right. Neil will put on display great vision. He displays the ability to consistently find space and accurately change direction behind an often overpowered offensive line. And I just want to emphasize this here, folks. It's so important. I get this question all the time. All right, how do you scout players in the context of the offense that they're playing within? And so for me, that's huge for Devin Neal because he's producing behind not the best offensive line, but also in the Big 12, you have to be able to find space and you have to be able to create space because there's going to be way more space in the Big 12 playing against that caliber of defenders then there's going to be in the Big Ten and SEC, right? So if you're a prospect that can't find space consistently in the Big 12, you're going to get knocked through my process. That's why I was lower on a guy like Kendra Miller last year. And that's why I was lower than everybody on Chuba Hubbard when he was coming out. I think I might've been the only one surprised that he didn't get super high draft capital. The only one not surprised, I should say. So I'm not comparing Devin Neal's running style to either of those two guys. I I don't think he's comparable to either of them. Uh, But I do like him better than I liked either of those prospects coming out. And the last guy that I'll mention in this next sub-tier here is Blake Corum, 5'8", 200 out of Michigan. Now, Blake Corum is tough, and a lot of folks do have Blake Corum above Donovan Edwards. And I don't necessarily blame you for that, but I would disagree with that. Here's my thing with Blake Corum, super productive, electric runner. I like his tape. You're going to hear me pine about his tape. I need to know that that knee is 100% healthy because we were expecting him to come back last year after his junior, or I should say, we were expecting him to clear last year after his junior season. He has the late season knee injury. It looked like it was not as healed up as we initially thought it was. We thought it was kind of a smaller injury. It appeared to be a bigger thing. We need to see that that knee is 100% healthy as he comes back for an extra year in college or a senior year in college shouldn't necessarily call it an extra year but an extra year compared to what we thought he was going to do. So I need to see that he's healthy. And of course, that age is going to be a knock against him for a lot of folks as well. But let's look at his tape, right? Why why should we be excited about him? And why will NFL offenses be excited about him? Because they will. He explodes off the line of scrimmage. A really rare combination, folks, of decisiveness and patience. It's hard to really qualify and explain to you. But if you watch Blake Coram's tape, I think you're going to understand what I mean with his ability to be patient and decisive at the same time it's very fluid it's very seamless right he sees the field well he understands when to cut back when to change direction that's something i think sometimes we don't talk about enough with a running back prospect is that they'll try to change direction too much they don't understand when they should and should not change direction and Blake Corum understands very well when to change direction and he's successful when doing it he has the athleticism to consistently find space When he does cut back and when he does navigate east to west around the field, now he's a shifty runner. He'll make defenders slip off of him with good footwork and sneaky speed. When he hits open space, he has breakaway speed, and that's definitely going to catch the eye of a lot of folks. He can find the end zone from anywhere on the field. Now, he offsets a smaller-than-desired frame. Again, 5'8", 200. Is that a real 200? Is that closer to 192 or 195? I'm not sure, but he's listed at 5'8", 200. All right, but he does offset that frame with tenacity and good lower body strength. You will see him scrap out short yards, and you will see him convert at the goal line. So definitely still a lot to like about Blake Corum out of Michigan. Now, next up here is somebody who's going to just fly under the radar. And honestly... You kind of understand why, because he's 5'11", he's 220, he's Jace McClellan, he's out of Alabama, right? And he is that Alabama running back, and we don't scout the helmet, folks, we don't. But sometimes it's hard to break the mold. And you we've seen these Alabama running backs that take their time, you know, they they wait their turn, they get touches throughout their underclassman years, they get to their senior year, they get to be the running back one, and they get to just be a super productive running back in the Alabama offense. And I think that's where Jace McClellan is gonna find himself. And at 5'11, 220 with a good recruiting background, right, and a good size profile, that prototypical NFL size, we're looking at a guy that's gonna hang around that late day day two, early day three draft capital. And I want to point out, it's not just being at Alabama. It's not just the recruiting profile. If you watch his tape, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised because I kept expectations kind of low. I'm going to be completely honest. But when I watched him, there was a lot to like. I think he's a great downhill runner that builds speed nicely through the second level of the field. Now, you're not going to mistake him as a burner here. But with a step, he can beat that defensive back when accelerating downfield. He's physical. He's scrappy. He works really well between the tackles. Now, he will power through SEC linebackers. He's not afraid to take them on. He has good strength. He has good contact balance. Now, he does display enough quickness here to beat defenders to the edge, runs well off tackle, and I got to say, for somebody coming in at 220, I think he's pretty light-moving on his feet, which I like that a lot. And here's the thing, folks. Here's what's going to check a lot of NFL boxes. It might not be sexy to you, but it is important to NFL coaching staffs. He's reliable in pass protection. He shows a good anchor. He shows the ability to accurately read blitzing assignments here. And if, he, if they need to screen it to him or just drop it down to him under pressure, he's reliable when targeted in the flat. So Jason McClellan, not exciting, but he is going to be somebody who ends up going in the third round of fantasy football drafts next year. And if he lands in the right NFL offense with a good volume projection, could absolutely be valuable long term for fantasy football purposes. Now the last running back that I want to talk about here with a full summer scouting report before I mention some other guys to watch is going to be Trey Benson out of Florida State. 6'1, 221, and there might be a lot of folks listening here that are surprised that I waited until the end to talk about Trey Benson and Folks, it wasn't a bearing the lead situation. He's currently the lowest rated running back with a scouting report on the rookie big board. And it's not because I don't think he can be a good NFL running back. It's just from the tape that he's put out right now, I don't think he's quite there yet. So let me first talk about what I've seen on his tape, and then I'm gonna tell you what his projection is to the fantasy relevance that seems to, would would match the hype that I'm hearing, because I'm hearing a ton of hype around Trey Benson. So again, 6'1", 221", uh benson started at oregon transferred into florida state uh, and had the ability to start being featured last year start getting some legitimate volume i think it was 140 touches total last year now benson is a powerful downhill runner he can be dangerous when given space he displays the ability to burst off the line of scrimmage and work well through that second level of the field Uh, when he's asked to hit the a gap he hits it man and he hits that hard okay and you love to see that when he's given space, Benson can turn upfield. He can work to the edge. All right, he isn't the fastest runner, but he has enough speed and quickness to hold up as a prospect. He displays solid, although not overpowering, strength for six-one-two twenty-one. I would like to see a little bit more strength. He does have good contact balance, though, and that helps him break through that first level of the field. And when targeted in the flat, he proves to be reliable. Now, here's the big thing, and I haven't been talking about weaknesses for these running backs for the sake of time, but if you go in and, again, head on over to patreon.com slash rookiebigboard to get access to these full summer scouting reports, but I do have things that every running back here needs to improve on in the summer scouting report, and that's really important because they're not weaknesses yet right? Because I haven't logged an actual draft profile. These are things I need to see them improve on in 2023. And every running back that I've talked about, has time to improve their game that's the whole point of playing another season in college right and so Trey Benson needs to improve just a few more things for me than some of these other guys now Benson he's an indecisive runner all right he gets caught behind that line of scrimmage too often major red flag major knock in my scouting profile it's one thing to not be able to create your own space but when you are dancing behind the line of scrimmage because you can't be decisive and figure out what gap to hit Sometimes you just need to hit the gap and get zero yards or get one yards. You can't get negative three yards, right? And that happens a decent amount in Benson's tape when I watch it. Now, when he's not, uh, and and here's what's happening, right? So what's happening is that when he's not presented with that clear space, he overthinks things and he just gets caught behind his linemen. I think he lacks breakaway speed and acceleration. Now, that might not be the case, but in the, the tape that I watched, I didn't see that breakaway speed. I didn't see that downfield acceleration, so maybe that pops up in 2023. He does have a lot of things going in his favor, all right? He's got some good traits, he's got some good size, and he's going to be on... Primetime display playing for a Florida State offense here that a lot of folks expect to be that kind of dark horse CFP playoff team. So they're going to get a lot of attention, and Trey Benson's going to get a lot of opportunity here to improve his draft stock. So those are the nine players that I do have summer scouting reports filled out on from the running back position, but there's definitely some other guys that I'll get to before the season. Those other guys that I'm definitely gonna log reports on before the season are Marshawn Lloyd, five nine two fifteen, transferring from South Carolina to USC, Southern California. Next up, Jaquavius Marks, 5'10", 205, Mississippi State. Hearing some great draft buzz for Marks, which is awesome because I have had him on every C2C roster over the last couple of years that I can. George Haloney, 5'11", 205. I have not forgotten about Haloney out of Boise State. Mayan Williams, 5'9", out of Ohio State. And then Kendall Milton, 6'1", 220 out of Georgia. Trey Sanders, six zero, two fourteen, out of TCU. Those are some of the top guys to... To watch here heading into the season but some other names as well that I think are going to be relevant and again I'm listing all these names because if you're watching on a Saturday these are good guys to keep an eye on right Bucky Irving 510 190 uh, running back for Oregon Rasheen Ali 60 200 Marshall Montreal Johnson 511 218 for Florida Uh, Treshawn Ward 510 189 Kansas State Alright, so just a few. Oh, Ray Davis, 5'9", 215, now with Kentucky. So just a few guys here, and there's way more listed on the Rookie Big Board for types of guys that you want to watch for. So now let's talk about these guys in the context of the overall dynasty landscape. So those top four guys that I talked about, right? Remember Donovan Edwards, Braylon Allen, Raheem Sanders, and Travion Henderson. Those four guys are going to find themselves at the top of the tier that I call weekly starters. Now, weekly starters are going to be guys that are in that running back two range. So for fantasy purposes, remember when I say running back two, I mean 13 to 24 overall. That's where they're at right now over the course of the season. So I should say before I move on to that next point. So right now, compare that to a guy like Javante Williams, a guy like Rashad White, a guy like uh, J.K. Dobbins, those, that's the fantasy value that they're right next to right now on the rookie big board. And again, one thing that's so cool about the rookie big board is I pulled those names, I'm just looking at the rookie big board right now, and I could see those those rookie prospects as well as debut prospects and dynasty prospects all right next to each other. Super cool with the new view that we introduced here over the last couple weeks. All right, so that's where they're at right now. Where I think at least one or two of these guys realistically could be by the time we get to draft night is in that uh, Kenneth walker Brees Hall range, right? Where those two guys went in, in their draft class. And in terms of draft capital, we're not going to see anybody be a Bijan Robinson. But think about the Najee Harris-Travis Etienne here, right? So you had Najee Harris, one guy, sneaking to the first round. And then you had Travis Etienne, another high-profile guy, you know, going in the first round, or going, I'm sorry, in the top 50. And then, oh gosh, am I getting my years mixed up now? I believe Javante Williams was in that same... Draft class, but now I'm questioning myself. Um, but so that's kind of the general, you know, the, that's the range that I'm giving you. And hopefully, what I'm expressing to you is that we have some legitimate running back two prospects here with the ability for at least one or two of these guys to end up in running back one territory. And then we know if they start off in running back one territory, just how quickly their draft stock could rise you, you know, as soon as they start producing at the NFL level. And I do think these guys, you know, out of this class, out of these nine guys that I talked about, there's definitely going to be players that are producing and producing quickly at the NFL level because, again, folks, we talked about it, the landscape is desperate for production. The fantasy landscape at the running back position, we're aging out of a lot of production, and this year's class has a good opportunity to come in and soak up a lot of it. So hopefully that gives you a good idea here of the 2024 running back class what's awesome about the rookie big board is i'm going to be here with you all the way through the season giving you updates as these values inevitably ebb and flow and change right we're making adjustments as we go but we're staying ahead of our league mates all the way through i appreciate you checking out this episode hey this is really important i want to take a moment here if you listen to the rookie big board if you're listening all the way through to the end of the episode take one minute one minute not even a minute And leave a five-star review on this podcast. It is so, so crucial. It's so, so helpful for me, especially right now. A five-star review would be so awesome. I really appreciate that. and I really appreciate you checking out this episode of the Rookie Big Boards.